This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Some pretty exciting news on the Paris sport front. It was reported yesterday that Paralympians are now going to be given equal compensation for winning medals at Paralympic Games. They're going to be get, getting equal compensation relative to athletes at the other form of the Olympics. I, I always find it weird to say, yeah, Paralympics, uh, normal Olympics, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all the Olympics, it's all good. And that's sort of what the announcement means. Equal, fair compensation for para-athletes, especially elite ones. Nathan Clement is an elite para-athlete and a community reporter based in Vancouver. Nathan, good morning. Nice to chat with you today. Good morning, Dave. How are you today? I'm well. Nathan, I'll talk about your success at uh, an event last week in Australia in just a second, but I want to get your take on that news that came out yesterday about fair and equal compensation for Paralympians taking home medals. It's monumental for the sports page and the sports scene in Canada, let alone disabled rights and disabled opportunities, giving athletes now a chance to have that additional funding, earn that money as our Olympic counterparts. But I even see this being bigger for helping sport development in the next 5, 10, 15 years and really helping the marketability and bringing eyes on the Paralympic movement for future athletes coming through the scene, trying to grow. So I have a feeling this is going to be having a huge impact, not on present-day athletes going for Paris, gold, silver, or bronzes, but future athletes as we look to Melbourne and future further away competitions and games. Yeah, I, I, I think you nailed it. You hit it right on the head there, Nathan. It was certainly a monumental announcement yesterday. It broke right at the end of the show, and we didn't get a chance to uh, talk about it. Talking about it with you now, talking about it with Brock Richardson, sports reporter, in about 20 minutes. And I know uh, Kelly and Ramia's show uh, also got a take on that yesterday, the beauty of doing live TV. Okay, let's talk about success in Paris sport because the UCI Paracycling Road World Cup took place in Adelaide, Australia last week. You competed and took home a couple of bronze medals. Nathan, what, uh, what's, what's your takeaway from, uh, from, from winning those two bronzes? It was an incredible experience to be down under and racing in Adelaide, Australia. We were very lucky to be on a racing track in, um, in South Australia on the bend a massive 7.7-kilometer track with about 34 corners. So it was really an exciting experience, at least for me, having my first time to race on a racing track and getting to experience that. But overall, coming out with two bronzes is a great way to start off the year, kind of feel what I'm doing right, but look at also areas of improvement too. And just seeing some team success as we had uh, – one of my teammates in the C category, Alex Hayward, picked up uh, a gold and a silver, as well as Charles Moreau, one of our hand cyclists, uh, picked up a uh, bronze medal in the time trial. And we had Ed Veal uh, and his and Stoker, um, Lowell Taylor, pick up a silver medal. And uh, Megan Brown and Carlos Shibley picked up their first ever uh, World Cup medal. So it was an amazing time for that tandem pair just to have some great success early in the year 
and really get the ball rolling, get some confidence as we head into February, March, April before our next race is in May. So this mm. is a great little taste of hopefully things to come later on in the year for us. Nathan, you identify that you had your own success and a lot of your teammates had success. It's very interesting when you compete in what is very much an individual sport, you're accountable for your own individual performance, but how much does team camaraderie end up impacting all of the individuals working together, elevating each other? It's huge. I've been very fortunate to be a part of a couple individual sports, but also I like to say team sports as a former swimmer and now as a cyclist. That energy, when you see your teammate get up on the podium, when you see them celebrate, when you see that feeling, there's nothing better. There's nothing more exciting than seeing them reach their dreams, reach their goals, reach their targets. And that's something that is so great and helps create a team, a community of success. And that's what you want as a group. I've been very lucky at the Toronto 2016 Para Pan Am Games. I'll never forget Nicholas Turbide touching uh, the wall and winning gold in the first event for us there. And at that, that moment, it was every single athlete wanted to experience that feeling for themselves and go for it. And that really helped bring everyone together as we were all vying for the same thing, the same targets, and really helps bring us all together at the end of the day. Nathan, congratulations on the continued success. It's uh, been amazing to follow you on this ride here the last uh, year or so since you joined the show. It's really, really remarkable stuff. But let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the city of Vancouver because the Lunar New Year is on the horizon, the year of the dragon, and uh, Vancouver is going to have lots of festivities going on, including Lunar Fest. So how does Lunar Fest end up contributing to a sense of community across the city? It's a great celebration of music, of culture, as in Vancouver, we are a very diverse city and we have a lot of East Asian and Chinese heritage here. And it's a great way to celebrate and really bring everyone together to learn more about the East Asian culture, about Chinese culture, in, and especially bring people together in the cold, in all the weather that we have here. and. Uh, get to try new foods, get to try workshops, and really just bring that sense of community, that sense of strength together as a whole. I think what's cool about Lunar Fest as well is that it's running February 9th to 29th. So it's it's not just like, oh, it's a one weekend thing or it's a one day thing. There's a lot going on over the course of those 20 days. It's really amazing that it's over 20 days, pretty well over the month of February, even starting a little earlier into January in some aspects. And it really allows for that sense of community and that sense to really take in as much as you can over this time period. As there's multiple events all across the city, from Granville Island, the art gallery, to different points all around downtown and even uh, closer to the Kitsilano area. So it's great to have all of this over a longer time period where everyone can really embrace it and just take everything in. Uh, Nathan, my favorite bar in downtown Toronto, and I'll shout them out on the air right now because they're awesome. The Wing House on Parliament is run by this woman, Shirlia, who's like incredible. She's an owner, she's a bartender, she's like 
top tier, love spending time with Shirley. She actually texted me last night and said, hey, we're going to do a special Lunar New Year's party, like, at, at the bar. She's Chinese. She said, oh, we're going to do a special Lunar New Year's party for, like, the regulars. So I've got a little bit of uh, Lunar New Year's plans myself here, which is going to be phenomenal. Like, it's, it's, such, it's such a fun way to sort of celebrate. I think especially sort of in that middle of the winter, like you said, uh, cold months. I'm going to laugh at you a little bit for saying cold months in Vancouver, but but I don't know, I'll, I'll give you a little <laughs> leeway there. But I think it is cool when you have something to look forward to, right? It's like something that's like really celebratory to look forward to that like also contributes to like the tapestry that, that is the cultural identity of both East Asians and Canadians. I, I just think like it's the kind of stuff that just brings people together. It's fantastic. It, it, it really is. And uh, even though we have our Vancouver cold here, um, <laughs> for us, for us with the rain and just all that fun weather, like we had snow last week and this whole city shut down has probably made the news everywhere. But um, for us just to come together and have this sort of opportunity, that's just the sense of community because we're so, as Canadians, we're so rich with so many different cultures and so many heritage and history that it's amazing that when we have these opportunities to come together closer and closer and closer and really learn and take in these opportunities to expand our knowledge, but also really bring in people who wouldn't know different aspects yeah. of what it means yeah. for the Year of the Dragon, what it means for certain aspects. It's it's great that we have events like this. Yeah, learning opportunity for sure. LunarFestVancouver.ca, LunarFestVancouver.ca to learn more about this one. Nathan, give me a 30 seconds here on the Hot Chocolate Festival going down. Uh, I, I didn't know Hot Chocolate needed a festival, but Vancouver has one going on. Of course it needs a festival. So uh, throughout the city pretty well um, from about January 13th to Valentine's Day, February 14th. Uh, over 160 uh, cafes, restaurants are going to be celebrating the Hot Chocolate Festival. So about 160 restaurants all around the Lower Mainland and even up into Whistler. It's going to have some very unique flavors and I've kind of been looking around and as you know, we've probably talked about how I have a very unique uh, sense of flavor i love spice there's a bunch of spicy hot chocolates available as well as there's one that's piqued my eye is a marinara hot chocolate <laughs> that i really want to try and experience because when else are you gonna have marinara hot chocolate in your life uh, the answer is never, Nathan. The answer is never. Go on, Dave. Go on. <laughs> hey, Nathan, have a great day, man. Congratulations on the success. Yeah. Don't drink too many of those hot chocolates. You got to stay in shape. <laughs> I'll have them all. Okay. Hotchocolatefest.com to learn more. Hotchocolatefest.com to learn more. That's Nathan Clement, community reporter in Vancouver and elite para-athlete. The guy wears a lot of hats. In 60 seconds, Alex Smythe has the weather story of the day. But first, here is Canadian press reporter Karen Rebo with your Morning Business Minute. Canada's main stock index slipped a bit in trading yesterday despite strength in energy stocks after the Bank of Canada held its overnight interest rate steady at 5%. Toronto's TSX index gave back 8 points to close at 21,025. New York's Dow Jones average lost 99 points and the Nasdaq gained 55. And our dollar is trading overseas this morning at 74 cents US. Travelers reeling from flight cancellations after a recent cold snap in the prairies say WestJet 
refused to book them with other airlines despite a regulatory obligation to do so when no other alternative is available. The Canadian press communicated with more than two dozen passengers who said WestJet did not reschedule within the required window and instead opted to rebook them on its own flights, sometimes days later. And Bad Boy Furniture Warehouse is officially bankrupt after reportedly failing to file a restructuring proposal by the January 23rd deadline given by an Ontario court. From the Canadian Press Business Desk, I'm Karen Rebo. Thank you very much, Karen. Let's bring in Alex for the weather story of the day. Alex, from the Lunar New Year to the first full moon of 2024. Yeah, Dave, we always like to have uh, connective tissue, as you like to say on this show. So today we'll offer up a unique opportunity for stargazers, especially tonight. As you mentioned, it's the first full moon of 2024. And so each of these full moons, they have their own names and they're all pulled from different sources, histories, uh, connection points, different origins, sometimes indigenous, sometimes it's other European culture ones. The January full moon is known as the wolf moon. And this references the time of year where wolves are typically found to be more active. Uh, and so this is going to be followed up by the next uh, full moon, which will be happening the night of February 23rd, which is known as the snow moon. So, unfortunately now for a bit of uh, cold water on the proceedings, most of the country, you're going to have a hard time seeing the wolf moon tonight just because most of the major cities, you're dealing with overcast, snowy, cloudy conditions tonight. So places like Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal, St. John's, Newfoundland, it's going to be hard to see the full moon tonight. That said, if you live in the prairies or maybe you're out in Halifax, Nova Scotia, you're going to have a much easier time checking out the full moon. And the great thing is, if you get clear enough skies, it's not the only thing you can see tonight. So there's going to be a few different constellations. Orion, Cancer, Gemini will all be visible as well. The planet Jupiter will be shining bright in the sky. And if you have you know, a telescope, some binoculars, some something to really zoom in. If you look at Jupiter, you may be able to spot some of the moons orbiting oh gosh. around the big planet. So it's a bit of an exciting time for, for stargazers. I, unfortunately, with my night blinds, just never quite get the opportunity to see it with my, my yeah, naked eye. But yeah. maybe there's some folks out in the prairies, out in Halifax, who, who have some equipment, have a bit of, uh, you know, uh, excitement around stargazing. So tonight is a great night to get out and look at the cosmos. Yeah, definitely a nice night if you live in the country or you live in a cottage and you get that clear sky. Oh, that would be a fantastic experience. Alex, thank you for this. Talk to you a little bit later. Sounds good. That's Alex Smythe. Coming up next, the Seacats Blind Hockey will be hosting a trial session in Moncton, New Brunswick. Community reporter Natalie Fougere tells you about it. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.